is it about that time for rock music to make a resurgence, to resurrect itself as one of the preeminent forms of music around the world? And for the most unlikely of places, pop music might be the place where it's coming from. There are three artists right now with some significant pool, mainstream pool around the world that are starting to get the attention and is starting to get some people talking about the fact that we might start seeing more rock music out there. Now, there's always been a little bit of that here and there. You have some artists that are definitely converting themselves towards the end of working on music that's more alternative or more of an end of like that. So a Billie Eilish or a Lord or I mean, some of those artists like that, even like a Tate McRae almost to a certain point, certain extent, you have some established artists like Machine Gun Kelly, MGK, who put out a pop punk album late last year that has resonated very well to which one of his songs, My Ex's Best Friend, is still a very prominent song in radio and streaming. To where Halsey is now collaborating on an album that's going to be released soon with the help of Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame, which is definitely going to give a different sound. And Halsey originally came from kind of an alternative set before she became pop. And now we have several artists that are definitely stood out. Among the three, we didn't expect it was going to be from this, but Olivia Rodrigo. Listen, yeah, she is as pop as can be. She is the pop darling right now of this year, 2021. There's no doubt about it. And Driver's License was our entree into her as a solo artist, as a as a, a overnight sensation. Then the album Sour comes out, which has quite a few songs that are very pop punk oriented. And then the talk begins. Oh, it sounds good for you. Sounds a little bit like Misery Business by Paramore. And then we're starting to hear resemblances to Lord in some cases or into Billie Eilish in some cases. There's a lot of this where Olivia Rodrigo just she had some inspirations that brought her to some of the music that she has. And there's a lot of inspiration from other artists out there in the first place. A triple X before he passed definitely had quite a bit of an inspiration on that end. Juice World also feeling a little bit on that end before he passed. You were starting to feel some of that right now. Ed, Ed Sheeran last year, what was the last album he put out? Also had quite a bit of a feel to that. Travis Barker working out right now with a number of artists putting music out. He's now featured in a song by Willow, which is the daughter of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, who did try a certain direction, an RB, more like a rap direction with Whip Your Head years ago. And now Transparent Soul is a song that started to chart very viral on TikTok. It's making its way around a definite, definitive sound. And it sounds good. And you can definitely feel the Travis Barker feel once again. And then the other artist that has to be focused here of the three is the winner of this year's Eurovision Award, which is usually an award that is entitled to somebody that becomes a really major star around the world because all the major European countries vote for the artist. So ABBA's won. I mean, if I look at past Eurovision stars that have won this particular contest and have become big sensations as a result, 
song competition goes back to 1956, and artists like Lulu or Brotherhood of Man or ABBA were all best known for becoming major artists as a result of this. Celine Dion, same way. So there were people that were discovered as a result of this contest. And this year, Maniskin, they won with their album Zita Eboni. And it's an Italian group. And also there's a group, there's an artist, uh, Duncan Lawrence, with a song called Arcade that is now listing on the American charts here. So just give you the thoughts right there. But Maniskin, now they have a song uh, called Shut Up and Behave, which is their song that made a really big point. But also the whole part of the whole group has really been big because now they have a composition called I Want to Be Your Slave that has blown up on the charts all around Europe. Going back to January, June 29th, the band had two tracks in Spotify, Spotify Global's two, Top 200, the first for an Italian artist. First, they had the song that's been a cover from the Four Seasons called Beggin'. That's at number six with 6.5 million daily streams. I Want to Be Your Slave, number eight with 3.8 million streams. And this, this artist actually has more than 29 million monthly Spotify listeners. And that's leading more than Foo Fighters and Arctic Monkeys. And there are some other artists that we could talk about that could get, re- get also could get some exposure as a result of this. Arctic Monkeys is one. Tame and Paul is another. You know, there's a number of artists that, or Wolf Alice, or you could talk about, parent, uh, you know, beyond, uh, what is it, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. There's a lot of artists that are out there that could get discovered and could be brought up as a result of what's going on here to where we get a new sound, a new era of rock which we've missed in the last three decades. I mean, really in the last two decades, rather, because we did get some of that in the 2000s. The 2010s, not so much, because by the 2010s, what was really the resemblance of rock had been taken out of the mainstream and suffocated. Some people can go ahead and say it was the 30th anniversary of Woodstock that really was the, the downfall. Uh, it could be just where you know the radio stations were changing because the... The alternative the sound was going into a different direction. You know, the really just the transformation of people not really wanting to do their music through digital ends and not do it through you know, what to go ahead and not use actual instruments anymore. Whatever that might have changed, but this is all something that came about. I want to take a story from this past March from Five Cent Sound that I think did a pretty good job of explaining what's going on with rock and roll. The Resurgence. And this is Juliana Morgan that wrote this back in March 13th. So she mentions that it's been 30 long years since rock and roll music left the music industry spotlight. We've been mixed to a mostly mixed bag of coming from the genres of hip-hop, EDM, indie, and pop. And while all the while, rock music, much less classic rock, has been left to survive in the shadows of the underground, kept alive by only by diehard fans of the genre. Chances are, if you're reading this or you're one of these fans, maybe you have hope for rock to reclaim its throne. Maybe you don't. But surely you've seen the many, many articles circulating music journalism about how rock is officially dead and not coming back. For a time, it certainly seemed that way. But to paraphrase a Scorpion song, the wind of change is here and we're all to be swept away. So this is four months ago. And... You can tell that 
And some of the music that we're getting out there, some of the songs that get viral on TikTok, very rock-oriented. A lot of the stories uh, that are coming out through streaming are definitely getting people's interest. So to look at the epic legacy of rock, which the younger fans or the younger consumers, those that are Gen Z or even younger than that, they're starting to adapt a little bit. I mean, they're starting to go and see, look at how cool some of the artists were, the music that was coming from it, and they're adapting to it. But times if I talk about where you see rock artists or you see rock uh, artists that might have their, their shirts out there from somebody who's young, I was like, do you know where their songs are? And you ask yourself that. Now, when you look at movies that have been biopics that have really brought out the best of some of these big stars, Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen, Rocket Man, Elton John, Lord of Chaos, The Dirt, which was the Netflix film about Motley Crue. The success of these movies, there are rumors that more biopics are to come. One's about Motorhead, Bob Dylan, and Hart. And you might even get one about Guns N' Roses. That'd be a fun one. Whatever bands end up having biopics made, each new film is not only a success for that band themselves, but also for the genre of rock itself. Biopics reach a wide array of audiences catering both to people who already know and love the bands they're about and to people who are simply watching movies, spiking re-interest in rock bands through nostalgia as well as through exposing new audiences to rock and roll. So there is the story behind that. And this is where we don't have to worry about certain rock artists coming back, going back on tour, the nostalgia, the, the, the legacy of those artists coming back and performing again, especially when they're all going to be coming back and going back to tour, especially 2021, where you know Motley Crue is getting back together to tour. You're going to have a lot of bands that are going to be out touring once again, My Chemical Romance, the Doobie Brothers, Rage Against the Machine, Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne, Leonard Skinner, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Bob Seger, Deep Purple, The Who, Tool. I mean, there's all these other artists are coming back. Now, what I think Juliana does hit on the head is when she says this. To continue on this wonderful, thrilling path of revival, rock and roll has vitally one important task it must accomplish, gaining back the younger generation. It's no secret that youth culture controls the trends in the music industry. It's also no secret that rock and roll fell out of style with young people a long time ago. To fix this glaring issue, the answer lies in giving young people a personal connection to it. There isn't to say there aren't young people that that already have a deep, personal, and important connection to rock music. There's not enough of them. For rock to come back, to truly come back, we need to somehow regain a focus in the mainstream media and public eye. And we're going to talk about how this is happening now. To make that a possibility, we need something more than the growing interest of the stories of classic rock bands and their reunions. This is all great stuff, don't get me wrong, but it's not enough. What we need now is to make the genre of rock relevant to the here and now. What we need is new music. And I'm going to stop right there. The rest of the story is up. You can go look for the broadcasterspodcast.com in the description of the show. All the stories I talk about are right there. And then she goes into some of the artists that are out there that are influenced by classic rock roots that are mainstays right now in rock music. But you might not have heard a lot of them. Dirty Honey, Joyous Roof, Greta Van Fleet. You might not know they do have Instagram followings and YouTube subscribers in the hundreds of thousands. You've got to have something that crosses over. Now, are these the artists you want? No. But what you do want to do is you want to jump on the bandwagon and follow the wave. 
that Olivia Rodrigo, Willow, and Maniskin are creating. The crest they're creating to cross rock music over the top. And then it will let other, all these fans explore other artists because they're not going to want to just hear these artists. They can hear like-minded music. Here's something like-minded on your playlist. Spotify can take advantage of this. And why not? If it allows us to get attached to new artists that are really of a different ilk, why not? I mean, it's not as if, you know, I think we're not getting manufactured pop to a point where, oh, this sucks. No, I think there's a little bit of, a little bit of indie kind of credibility. There's a little bit of something to this. But what needs to understood is that we need to go and let this music flourish. Let the mainstream music take in and then the mainstream has opened up. The portals open up just for a while, long enough for their artists to come in and be noticed. Not the older artists, the ones that already have the charts or they already have the music, the catalogs, the publishing, all this other stuff that can be the touring. We don't want people to go and go live back in the past. As like, as, as like Julianne had said, new music has to be the catalyst to bring rock music back. 